right now, in Jesus' name. Oh, ain't God good? Come on, he's the one that's worthy of all praise. All honor and glory. Hallelujah. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, he is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. My question to you today is how great has he been to you in your life? Amen. What all has he accomplished for you in your life? Has he saved you? Has he ever healed you? Has he ever blessed you? My Lord, he's worth praising, isn't he? Hallelujah. Praise God. My, what a service this morning. Amen. That, uh, that was a service like we used to have. And it's a service I believe that we need more of. Amen. How many know that the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is speaking to the church today? The Bible said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. God is speaking and he's been moving. Praise the Lord. We are so thankful tonight that God has moved. Amen. In healing to Brother Kevin Cook and, and uh, answered so many prayers of the saints and, and uh, three surgeries in about two, two and a half weeks and, and uh, battling infection. And here he is in the house of the Lord and not just here. Amen. Not just here. But I want him to make his way to this pulpit tonight. And he's going to preach to us a little while. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, don't tell me God's not good. God's good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. Amen. I've, I've been little brother through this. And I've told him, I've said, please don't overexert yourself. And he's a cook, and I, I told him he'll do. Amen. But I, I want the church to know this. This is, this is a great man of God. Amen. And God has worked prolifically through his ministry. I, I don't need to tell everyone. You all have experienced, amen, the Lord ministering in his preaching and ministering, laying on of hands. Amen. I want Brother Kevin to take this pulpit, preach, sing, whatever the Lord has. Praise the Lord, everybody. You can be seated for just a few minutes. Good to see you, Brother Tim Benoy. God is good. He didn't bring us this far to let us down. Oh, I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost here tonight. Somebody is ready for a breakthrough. And when I say breakthrough, I don't mean just where you run and shout. I'm talking about breaking through. I'm preaching about this here in a few minutes. But, but it is the will of God for you to break through tonight. Some of you have been in the same place too long. Spiritual place. You understand? It's happening. It began this morning. God is doing a good work tonight. I would like to tell everybody so much. Thank you for your prayer and for your gifting. 
You're so beneficiary to me and my family. We are thankful from the bottom of my heart. I love you all so much. And you mean so, I, I, I'm so glad to see you guys till, uh, I don't know, I'm just, uh, I feel like I've aged about 10 years in the last uh, six months. But I believe God is fixing to do a work tonight. Now, it might be a little bit different tonight. I might slow down. Is that okay? Y'all going to hang with me and hold me up? Turn with me, if you will, to the epistle of the Philippians, chapter 1. Verse 6. Being confident. Everybody say confident. Of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you. Will perform it. Until the day of Jesus Christ. How many of you have had the good work of the Lord begun in your lives, raise your hand. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Mighty God. I don't know if y'all remember this, and uh, I'm going to do this kind of acapella, but a lot won't know this song, but a lot of the older folks will. Y'all to help me. And it goes like this. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There is a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus name one more time little is much when God is in it labor not for wealth or fame there is a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus name now one more time except I want a little more volume Little is, there you go, when God is in it, labor not for wealth or fame. There is a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. One more time. Praise Him. Lift up your voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Being confident of this very thing. Paul is speaking very poignantly right here to the assembly at the Philippians church. Being confident of this very thing that 
He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. How many of you know that our confidence is not in our building tonight? Our confidence is not in our talent tonight. Our confidence tonight is not in our bank account. Our confidence is not in what we can do or what we have accomplished. But our confidence is this thing. I know that what God started in me, He's going to work on it and finish it until the day of Christ. Confidence means I am persuaded. And when someone is persuaded, they can't become unpersuaded. When someone is, has confidence, I am persuaded, I am convinced, and the church needs to know that we can be confident in the fact that God is finishing the work that He started in us. And He's going to stick around and finish it. Hallelujah. So I'm confident tonight. I believe it's time that the church begins to learn to walk in confidence. I'm going to say that again. I believe it's time that the church begins to walk in confidence. Not walk in ego. Not walk on past uh, victories that we won in our life. But we must be confident I'm going to talk about something that sounds a little foreign to most Pentecostal folk tonight. But I want to touch on the providence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. There's some things that is going to happen. No matter how much you rebuke it. No matter how much you try to declare it's going to go away, there's some things coming your way, some things good, and some things bad. But we have confidence. We have confidence. That if we are born of the Spirit, there will be times that we are completely in the will of God. Listen to Ephesians 1 and 4. He has chosen us in Him yesterday. Finish me up, Brother Kevin. Before the He has chosen us before the foundation of the world. Now, don't y'all worry. Brother Kevin ain't going to be preaching once saved, always saved. But I'm here to tell you, I am standing here because He chose us. Me. And you are sitting there because God has chosen you before the foundation of the world. The Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world, as it were. And He has chosen us. My Lord, He knows how to put a plan together. And we sure know how to wreck one. <laughs> oh, you, want, you want to know something funny? Tell God your plan. And it might wink at you. Man, I remember I was going to do so many things. As a young preacher, I'm going to, going to turn this neighborhood upside down for Jesus. I'm going, and I have seen mighty, mighty things. And, and I'll never write about it. or any, No songs will be spoken about it. But I'm telling you, I have seen the work and the power of God. 
And I'm telling you, God has got his hand on you tonight. You're here tonight for a reason. And the reason you faced what you have been facing is because God wants you to be shaped in the image of him. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ in himself according to the good pleasure of his will. He has made us accepted into the beloved. Don't that take a lot of pressure off you? It does me. Oh, somebody, somebody might say, well, I'm here because I prayed my way. I'm telling you, you could never pray your way in unless God bid you come. Unless the Spirit of God draw you, there is no way that you could ever come. But He chose you. Say it, He chose me. I don't know where you are in your walk with God tonight. I've been out of the, uh, uh, the picture for a while. And uh, I, I, I study patterns of everything. That's why I'm so smart, because I study the patterns of something. <laughs> he has made us, everybody say, He, he has made, made us. He is making us. But He made us accepted into the Beloved. Oh, my, my, my. I'm telling when I understand that I am here at his goodwill and his good pleasure and that he has chosen me from the foundations of the world for me to be here into his beloved, it opens my mind to the divine possibilities of God in my life. We are the chosen sons and daughters of God. We are in the hand of the Lord. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you because he never stops until he gets finished. So somebody may be wandering around bumping your head in a wall in the dark saying, God, I've been here too long. I'm telling you what, he's right around the corner waiting on you. And against popular decision, popular tradition, if you pray just a little bit louder, if you shout just a little bit louder, if you jump just a little bit higher, then there you go. No, he works all things after the counsel of his will. That means he controls the timing of everything. That means every trial that I've faced. That means every pit that I've gone through. Every pitfall that I've fallen in. Whether it be my own bad decision or bad judgment. God knows how to rescue me in a time of trouble. And he said to me one time. He said I'm not through with you. And I'm telling you he's not through with you either. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Colossians 1.13 who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his 
Dear son, what's that name? Hallelujah. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. Oh, I'm happy with his performance in my life. Brother Cook, there's so many times that I zig when I should have zagged. And I can sit and write a book about coulda, woulda, shoulda. I can. I know most of you in here can too. But you know the bumps from falling down is what we crawl on to get to the glory of Jesus Christ. And the glory belongs to Christ. It belongs to Him. The Apostle Paul said, Take this demonic spirit away from me. Take this devil away from me that comes to buffet me. Take it away. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. It's gone. It's gone. I claim it right now by the blood. He called on the Lord thrice. But he never moved that buffeting spirit. Oh my goodness, I want to get down there so bad. I think I'm not. How many of you have been buffeted? Let me ask you this. How, how frequent are the buffetings in the last two years? More? More frequent? Harder? God is getting His church ready. God is getting His church ready. Now I know it's a popular thing that when things are not going right, we stand up and we rebuke it. And we, we, oh, we dance on it. And we do all this kind of Pentecostal traditional Garbage that some people do if they ain't doing it in faith. But some things are going to be there until he removes them. And you find your place under that spout where the glory of God comes out. Oh God, take it away. How many of you cried that out? We have. God, take this problem away from me. God, take it away from me. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm performing a work in your life, and you don't have nothing to do with it. The glory belongs to me. I'm telling you, his grace is abounding toward you. Hallelujah. I feel the power of God. Hallelujah. God started it. And he will perfect that work in you. Going back, looking into the life of Joseph, we can find the pattern of God's performance in there. And man, this is a big, long story, and I'm not able to tell it all. I'm going to skip over a few parts, but you all know the general story of Joseph, and I'm talking about God performing, performing it in your life until the day of Christ. He is the one who holds the reins. Well, I'm telling you, it takes a lot of pressure off us when we understand that we hold the reins and God's will is not hard to find. Oh, I'm looking for God's will. I can't find the will of the Lord. I can't find Him. I can't. Well, there's going to be times when He plays hide and seek with you a little bit. 
And God's blessings may be delayed, but they will never be denied. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I, 40, 40 years ago, I came to Bible college and uh, was dating a girl in Bible college and we went in and I turned around and there was a guy out there by her car. And uh, I thought, man, this is going to work good for me if I work this just right. I said, hey, get away from that car. Turn around and see if they were looking. Get away from that car. He didn't move. So I walked a little closer. I got pretty close and then he comes up with a sawed off 410 with a hammer cocked back. Didn't have time to be afraid. Didn't have time to rebuke that gun. I didn't have time to make any wishes. I didn't say a word. He looked at me and he said, Preacher, this is your lucky night. I don't want to kill you, so I'm just going to go right on around the block. I didn't say a word. He left and walked away. Brother Cook, when I come through situations like that, I know Jesus has got his hand on me. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has had his hand on so many times that I should not have escaped with my life. Some episodes I can't even tell mom about. And I never will. Is that right, Brother Cook? And that means you never tell too. (laughs) Through dangers... Toils and snares, every satanic trap. How many of you have fallen into a trap before? I have. I consider myself pretty bright, but sometimes he's pretty sneaky and you fall right into that trap. And then you begin to make bad judgments, bad decisions, and sometimes even sin, but you come back to the foot of the cross because you know that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. I'm telling you, God's hand is upon us tonight. It's upon you tonight. And I don't know where you are, but I know right where I am. And I'm waiting on him to do his work in me. Somebody told me just a little bit ago, Sister Darla, she said, Brother Kevin, your finest work is just ahead. Brother Cook asked me to preach. He asked me to preach about a week ago, and I already had a message I've been working on, and uh, it involved my text that I read, and uh, Sister, Sister Amy sent me a card, her brother Willie, she quoted this scripture right here, being confident of this very thing. Brother, brother Chris got up this morning. And he, he spoke this word. God is performing. How many of y'all remember him saying that? God is performing. He's doing some things. So listen, folks. Have faith in God. Have faith in his providence. 
I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care how tight it gets. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he said, I'm going to build the foundation of your life and your ministry. And great is going to be the end of it. Joseph, and I'm just going to skip over a lot of this because I don't have time. Uh, he told me to preach a little bit, and I couldn't stop. The, I began to, to write, and the words would not stop coming. So I'm going to try to get through this as good as I can. I, I'm, not, I'm not that clever when it comes to putting long sermons together. Israel loved Joseph. More than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren. They hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. I'm talking about the promise right now. Let me tell you about a few things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the promise going to talk about the problem I'm going to talk about the pit I'm going to talk about the purpose and then we're going to shout about the palace because in that pattern all of our lives flow God has given us a problem Jesus told the disciples tarry ye in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high and that same prophetic gift that Joseph operated in so freely is pictorial of the gift of the Holy Ghost that works through the lives of the believers. I've got it, don't you? I've got it, I've got it. Oh yeah, I'm so glad I've got I'm glad I've got the Holy Ghost and the fire. But because you get the promise, you also get some problems. He had some brothers that just didn't see eye to eye with him because of jealousy. And the Bible says, and I'm skipping quite a bit here, he came out to minister to them in the fields and they saw him coming and they say, Behold, this dreamer dreameth. And the Bible says they conspired to slay him. Now, saints, I want to tell you this, and you all know it to be a fact, and it's something we've hardly ever mentioned. But the worst hurt that anyone could ever have comes from somebody you love. Nothing hurts any worse than that. But the Joseph that I see kept on dreaming. Where there is no vision... And the word vision there speaks of a prophetic process in the lives of the believer. First of all, it speaks of the law of the word of God. But it speaks of the prophetic word of God in our lives. How many of you has God talked to? Y'all should write down some of that stuff that he gives you. Because you'll need it in the future. But Sister Lori... God did not do this by accident. You're not here by accident. And I, by saying that, I'm not saying that I'm this great minister 
or anything like that. But, but there is a time and a place and God has a thing called destiny. And I'm saying, Lord, let me be like Joseph who kept the prophetic word of God flowing in his life. Now, it's hard to get through all of the, of the hate and all of the jealousy and the bullseye being on your chest. And you know the world is against you. The devil's against you. Some brothers may be against you. You might be understood. That's, that's what this... That was such a misunderstood little operation. They were brothers. Do you hear what I'm saying? I want to tell you, it hurts to be misunderstood. It's hurt, it, it hurts to be perceived in a light which is not you truly. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? Has anybody ever felt that before? Mischaracterized. Misjudged. And they try to put you in this box. Anyway. God put the promise inside of Joseph. And of course we know that they sold him. Took him down to Egypt. And they sold him into slavery. And they told Joseph that he was dead. The problem. When Joseph was sent to minister to his brothers. They saw him coming. They said, Behold, this dreamer cometh. I, I, I'm telling you all, saints of God. How many of you have dreams? I'm talking about spiritual dreams. <laughs> I've seen a few of you. <laughs> Not bean dreams or pizza dreams, but I'm talking about. It's God's, it's God's good pleasure and his good will to speak to you. Through your dream. It's a promise of Pentecost saints. It is. It belongs to us. The promise is unto us. Unto our children and our children. And all that are afar off. And as many as God shall call. I'm telling you. Through your dreams. And God's old, God speaking to you. Through your dreams. I see some of you shaking your head. Like well. I'm telling you. It, I, I'll tell you like this. If you don't hear God speak to you, you better find you an altar. I'm telling you, the, the last days of halfway seeking God and just coming to get our praise on, those days are done. You're going to have to fight for everything you've got. You're going to have to fight to be characterized as a child of God in our own community sometime. You have to fight. If the, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence... And the violent take it by force. I'm telling you saints of God. We've got to have determination. Now we know that God holds the reins. Right? We know that God holds the reins. But that does mean. That, that does not mean that we can slack up. I believe God's will is growing fruitful in our lives. But some of us could come into the will of God at a much faster rate and easier if we learn to obey God and not let our passion die. Because I'm here to tell you, if you can barely just, hallelujah, if you, can, if you live a life haphazardly like that, I don't know if you're going to make it in a rapture, my friend. If you're more alive to, to comfort and convenience and passion and sinfulness 
and things that please me, I'm telling you, you're going to miss out on the greatest thing that we have ever seen. The rapture is coming, and I'm telling you, I want to be ready. I want to be washed. I know he's holding the reins, but Brother Coop, we've got to seek God. As the heart panteth after the water brooks. So does my soul pant after thee, O God. I'm telling you, saints of God, we have got to live a life that is hungry for God. Well, I, you know, it's easy to be hungry when the glory's being poured out. It's easy to be hungry when tongues, interpretation, prophecy, everything happening, Acts the second chapter going on. It's, it's easy. But when you're attacked, when you're misjudged, when you're mischaracterized, Sometimes you can lose your strength. But I'm here to tell you. If we learn to worship him. When there are no goosebumps. When you don't feel the Holy Ghost at all. And if you come to the prayer room. And it seems like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. You better learn to have faith. Because God has got you right where he wants you. And if you learn to obey. It's literally that simple, Brother Cook. If we obey, if we obey, he's going to lead us. He leads us beside the still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It wasn't the valley of death. It was the valley of the shadow of death. I went through something, something one time and I thought God had left me. Well, I'm a little nuts. So I said, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to keep praising. I'm going to keep worshiping. I don't feel your hand upon me right now. I don't feel your prophetic unction coming to me right now. But I made up my mind, Brother Cook. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to start my day out with prayerfulness. I'm going to endure my day looking for God. I'm going to go through the day telling everybody that I can about Jesus that will save you. And that's not easy. How I many of y'all, y'all know it's not easy. But when you go through that, oh, when you go through that, when you have favor with the Father, you don't need a feeling. Everybody say, I have favor. I have favor. There's so many of you that have bought into the devil's lie that as good as it gets, has already happened in your life. And it can never get any better. All the good things has really already happened. So you're just enduring. And I'm, I'm telling you, that's a precarious place to be, my friend. Because it's so easy to lose out when you are not in touch with the Creator every day. We know that Joseph was sold and bought by a, uh, or he went down to the pit and to the jails and he was taking care of the jails with all the criminals and Bible says that God was with him and made him to prosper. I'm telling you, sometimes we need to stand up on our hind leg and say, I belong to God. He loves me. I have his favor. And he's going to take care of me. And I'm telling you what. That will draw people to Jesus quicker than anything. 
Hallelujah. When you have favor with the Father, you may have a bullseye on your chest. People will conspire against you. Anger and jealousy. All the works of the flesh and temptation when we are weak. Anybody ever get real weak? I'm going to be honest. Thanks of God. Sometimes our, our faith. Sometimes our faith is not that strong. You read the Bible. And I believe in reading. Studying God's word. But you don't, you don't feel that direction of God. You don't feel that tug at your heart. But you keep on reading. Keep on quoting God's word to your life. Mountain get out of the way. No, I don't feel it right now, but mountain, get out of my way. No matter what is coming up against you, mountain, you be removed. And this takes place because of faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. But this is the tricky part. In the pit, a lot of us sometimes let go when we give in to our despair. I'm being honest tonight. It, is this okay, Brother Cook? Sometimes we give in to our despair and discouragement. And we say, oh, God ain't going to get me out of this one. I don't know what I'm going to do. Anybody ever been there? I don't know. I need money and I need money and I need money. And where is it? And, and you almost are ready to let go. And all of a sudden, here comes the check. Here comes payday. Here comes somebody that loves you that said, God told me to do this for you. In the middle of your pit. The Bible says that in the pit. God blessed Joseph. And he was with him. And every place that Joseph went. During his captivity. Whether it was in Potiphar's house. And, and, and Potiphar's wife. Grabbed at his clothing. And he ran out of them. That's why he ended up in jail. And he got put in the pit. But even in the pit. Joseph became prolific with his prophetic gift. I'm telling you, saints. If we think it's all just balloons and, and bubble gum and happy times and, and, and sweet, sweet times, then, then we got another thing coming. Because in that pit is when he has you in his hands. I learned, brother... Brother Cleavy, that, that when we're in that pit, I have to say, Lord, and I'm learning, Brother Cook. I blow it big sometimes, but I'm learning. God, you are the potter. I am the clay. And you spun me around so much on this trying to make a vessel out of me that I have become dizzy. Anybody concur? Anybody been there? But God, you are the potter. And I am the clay. And Joseph, his gift began to grow. There's nothing like the feeling, Brother Ronnie Todd, that God has his hand on you. Sometimes we don't always feel that. But knowing God the way we know him, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Listen, some of you are in that pit. 
and you think that God is denying your prayers, He's not. He's delaying them because He knows the pressure that He needs to put on one side of you and He knows the pressure that He needs to put on the other side of you and He is making a vessel. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. What you laughing at, boy? I'm just playing. <laughs> I had to do it. Oh, hallelujah. Is he working on you? Have you ever felt like giving up? Who hasn't? We don't want to confess those things, no. And we don't. Sometimes. We feel like we're at the end of our strength. We're at the end of our physical ability to walk this way. And without a shadow of a doubt, Brother Cook, every time, every time you get to your weakest point, here comes God. Here comes God. Here comes God with just a word. So we talked about the promise. We've talked about the promise the problem talking about the pit the Bible says that there came a day that his that that he refused that's one thing I wanted to say before I get this far when Potiphar's wife was warning him the Bible says there is awesome power in a refusal tonight Oh my, we all are tempted and tried. And we all go through some things. But I'm here to tell every one of you tonight. There is an awesome power in refusing the word of the enemy. That would want to make us cave in and give in to our worldly desires. But he refused. I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm looking at people tonight. You stood toe to toe with the devil. And you said, no, I'm not going there. Not gonna talk like that. I'm not gonna walk with that direction. I'm not gonna hang with that crowd no more. I'm gonna refuse the works of the hand of the enemy that he speaks to my mind. Woo. Times like this, you don't know who your friends are and who your enemies are. There's a battle against our mind. There's a there's a warfare going on against our mind. I'm telling you what, saints of God, it's time to pull down every false belief. It's time to pull down, search me, God. Search me, God. Come on, saints of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Search me, God. If there are any ideas within me, search me, God. Cleanse me up. I'm going to tell you why. Because you act on what you believe. And if you believe the word of God rightly, then you're going to walk uprightly. You're going to live uprightly. But you've got to believe in the word of God. That's why his word is so important to us. Hallelujah. We're getting there. We're getting there. I done run off and left my notes. And uh, I thought, Lord, I better stay with these tonight because I'm going to 
get tired after about 10 minutes. How long have we started, started this? We start about 7 o'clock on the preaching part? It seems like maybe 7.15 to me. <laughs> How many of you have endured the pit? How many of you have overcome the problem? If you that have overcome the problem, you realize that the problem is really not the problem. But how we react to the problem makes it a problem sometimes. So we've talked about the promise. We've talked about the problem. We've talked about the pit. I read a scripture in Psalms 105, 19, David is speaking of, of Joseph. And the Bible says, speaking of Joseph until the time his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. That's where in the middle of his pit he got a hold of the word of God and found his promise. <laughs> Brother Johnson used to sing that song. When I look back down the road where I laid my heavy load. When you get to that point where you're, you know you're good and well in the pit and you're done for unless you get purpose. Brother Kevin Cummins, all of a sudden, here comes the word. Sometimes just one word. He'll give you a word. It may be the title of a song, but it'll turn your world upside down because it'll be timely spoken, brother. Because he holds the reins. We must learn to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and hear ye the word of the Lord. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14, 1 John, the word became flesh. I'll tell you, God so loved every one of us. I feel a pulling tonight. I feel that some have reached the bottom of their rope. They've tied a knot and they're hanging on. I want to speak to you prophetically tonight. God's will is fixing to be shown to you. And if you obey the will of the Lord, you're going to discover purpose in your life. Brother Cook, if we do not have purpose in our lives, we're done for we don't have God's purpose in our lives, Brother, Brother Jones, we're gone. We'll remain forever in the pit, but His Word comes to us. How many of you know that God still speaks to His people? Oh, it's so good when it comes. It's so good when it comes. He discovered the true meaning of the word freedom when He found purpose. How many of you are not feeling so free? Nobody's going to lift their hands on, on this one, I know. But if you're not experiencing freedom, 
They're not experiencing the liberty where the Spirit of the Lord is. And the Spirit's been here all night. And some haven't closed their eyes nor bent their knee to the will of God. Please hear ye the word of the Lord. There's no need in going through the rest of your life in a pit. Hoping to bump into somebody else that may cheer us up for a little bit. But we're still in the pit. His word is coming your way tonight. I said his word is coming your way tonight. And though we all have off nights. Though we have all nights and days that things don't work out right. His word will come to us in the middle of a bunch of crazy stuff going on. Thank God for his word. My last subject tonight. Genesis 41, 42. I want to talk about the palace. That's where we're going. That is our destination tonight. The palace. Lord, you know what? We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with. Do you know, Brother Cook, that there are some Christians, well-meaning, that are just standing on the front porch, going in and out of the front door. You're hungry for something and you don't know what you're hungry for. You can give him a praise. You can come into his courts with thanksgiving. You're, you're, yeah, God knows you're thankful. But unless you go into the palace, unless you go into the holy place, I could talk about patterns and get into this. And it's a whole other Bible study within itself. But there is a certain progression of every one of us on our way to God. There are certain patterns. There's a certain protocol that if we want to come before the presence of God, that we must do. Don't be satisfied just dancing on the front porch when you can walk through the doors and you can shout and you can lift your hands and experience liberty. And when your brothers have conspired to slay you. When, when all of the enemy has come against you with everything they've got. You can go to the palace because God has set you free. You're experiencing freedom. Yeah. Hallelujah. Genesis 41, 42. Then Pharaoh said, I have set thee over all Egypt. Think about this. This guy's over all of Egypt. The Bible says that God was with him. God made him to prosper. I, I, I want to say something tonight. Turn around and look at your failures and wave goodbye at them because they're in the past. Remember, because we have been reconciled. There is a new beginning in here right now. And Pharaoh, the Bible says, that he give him the ring off of his hand. This signified royalty. He said, Joseph, you're going to experience what it's like to be Pharaoh next to me. Your chariot is going to be the number two chariot. And in doing so, Joseph saved himself. He saved 
the whole promise of God's coming. He 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 was uh, he 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 had it in his hands. I'm glad that God chose Joseph. The Bible said that he put him in costly array. Saints, I, I want you to know that if you know the favor of God, that you can walk in confidence and that we can experience the word of God. We can experience the freedom of God. I'm not talking about name it and claim it or blab it and grab it. I'm talking about based on who we are and our relationship to Jesus Christ we are washed by the blood of Jesus. All of our sins have been put away. We are seeking God in a new and fresh way. And he's going to turn somebody's tables over tonight. Stand up with me if you will. Hallelujah. I wonder if you'd just lift your hands and worship the Lord with me right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't be satisfied with a, with a happenstance relationship with Jesus. Don't get stuck. There's a crown. And you can win it. If we go in Jesus' name. Somebody says, well, I don't feel like I can turn loose. Yes, you can. I don't feel like I can break loose. There's too much at stake. There's too much going on. It's complicated. Well, let me tell you something. We have a complicated God that dwells in every dimension that there is. He lives in the past. He lives in the present and the future. And He dwells in eternity. And He can stand in one place and minister to something that happened to you yesterday. The same way that He will lay His hand on you and make you ready to accept more of His grace tomorrow. <laughs> Folks, I'm telling you what, all we got to do is walk this thing. Let's talk it. It's not, it's not easy. It sounds easy, but it's not. But when it gets hard, get ready for His Word to come to you. Get ready. For God to change your direction. Somebody's desperate tonight. I'm telling you. I ask you. I plead with you. Please come down to this altar. Please surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Please say yes Lord. I need the Holy Ghost. Or if you've had the Holy Ghost. And it all leaked out. God will stop all the leaks tonight. Anybody ever been there? God wants to heal somebody's habitual backsliding right now. You're in a pit. God wants to heal your life right now. There's some memories that you replay over and over and over to yourself. I'm speaking to somebody right now. The bad stuff, just playing it over and over and over again. You keep doing that and you, you're losing out. But I'm here to tell you, I want the word of the Lord to come in somebody's mind tonight and say, it's a brand new day. All things are made new. <laughs> but Kev, could you play that? 